this fucking guy. Hello, my little Skittles candies. Welcome to This Fucking Guy, a podcast about self-care. If self-care is one long scream into the void. Here is where we use expletives and alcohol to emotionally process the creeps, jerks, and p-words that compose the shitty background music of our lives. I'm biromantic demi-ace and proud as hell, Ren Martinez. And my sexuality is Mr. Brightside. I've been Mr. Brightside the whole time. Mr. Brightside was within us the whole time. Also, my name is Ginger Gollum. I just did like way too long a dramatic pause. Shit. <laughs> no, you are Mr. Brightside. You've already introduced this yes, concept. That's true. That is your only identity at this point. Mm. My pronouns are she, her, Mr. Brightside. <laughs> but welcome back, Ren. Yes. It's, it's been a fucking minute. It, ha- it has been a fucking minute. Uh, between... Um, we went on vacation, and then my back went out, and yeah. now you're going on vacation. Yeah. So... so. <laughs> June, is just, June is just the month where we decided to fuck off and not tell anybody. Yeah. Um, uh, so, sorry for that little hiatus. Hopefully, you know, we're recording on a Wednesday. Hopefully, we're able to have this up by, like, Friday or Saturday morning. Hopefully. Hopefully. We're gonna try our best. Hopefully. But do you have something to scream into the void? It's been so long. My void is empty. I will. That sounds nasty. So, um, you ever heard of being canceled? It's come up. It's come up. Um, cancel culture is great because it, it means nothing. And if you just shout it, like people will listen to you. It's super cool. <laughs> um, but the latest controversy is pretty fucking funny because um, Fox News claimed that leftists were canceling Tom Hanks. We would never. So I can't imagine what Tom Hanks would have to do, actually. So apparently... NPR TV critic Eric Dagens Uh penned an Mm op-ed claiming that Tom Hanks had not done enough to combat racial justice in America. I think it had something to do with he's such a popular actor and he has this platform and he doesn't speak out on these issues. And I I haven't read the op-ed. What? Okay. What? Weird hill to die on, admittedly. You know, we could argue about like celebrities and their platforms or whatever but the point is is this this is one tv critic Uh who made one opinion piece about his opinion Uh uh-huh so then fox news went fucking berserk saying that the left was trying to cancel tom hanks cancel culture comes for tom hanks was the chiron on the screen saying they had been he had been canceled and so then all of the contributors and whoever Uh, had to be like that is so profoundly stupid how dare you come after tom hanks how dare the leftists try to burn tom hanks at the stake i hope tom hanks attacks the leftists for trying to cancel him and uh like oh apparently he's proud of what he wrote but being white in america has pitfalls and how dare you like whatever what so of course now People are like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. This one dude wrote one thing. He, he is not the president of Antifa. I'm the president <laughs> of Antifa. Yes. But he is not the president of Antifa. Like, 
it's not about cancel culture at all. He did not say cancel Tom Hanks. He just did this little diatribe about using your platform or whatever. Yeah. And so some one of the tweets that's in this article, which is very funny, I regret to inform you that due to the fact that one NPR TV critic wrote a critical comment about Tom Hanks, he has not been canceled. <laughs> oh, my God. God forbid anyone so ever over. criticize anyone ever. I can't believe it. He's, he's just canceled. <laughs> well, Tom Hanks, we're going to miss you. I know. It's so sad. I, I assume also whenever we talk about cancel culture in this form, cancellation means execution. Yes. And I'm sure it's by, you know, um, vegans I wearing think high hacky, gear. I think that they're throwing hacky sack yeah, at you. Death by hacky sack. It takes so long. <laughs> <laughs> or they make you eat a bunch of like faux meat. Or that's your last meal before you get hacky sack to death. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. You have to have, you know, a black bean burger. It's so sad. I mean, if I ate, like, two black bean burgers, I would fart myself to death. So I I think that that... I I, I was giving you some side eye, but that may be a valid form of execution, yes. I mean, yeah, I guess based on your dietary restrictions... Brings a new connotation to the term. My husband is not allowed to eat grilled cheese for that very reason. (laughs) And does anyway, because he hates me. So, speaking of farts. Speaking of gases. Speaking of, I don't know. There's no transition. There's no transition. There's, you know, this. no. Speaking of being accused of a culture war that you did not start just because you had an opinion. Perhaps we need therapy? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jin G. You are not queen of segues. You need to leave the segues to me. <laughs> you know what? I think my segues are beautiful. And, you know, it's just you don't understand them. I, like, they're beyond your mortal comprehension. Sure. Um, I, uh, <laughs> but I want you, at this time, to tell me not about my terrible but amazing segues, but about this fucking guy. And I shall... And this time, we're not talking, it's another one, it's another very special, uh, themed, it's the time of year episode, buckle in everybody, we're fucking talking about Stonewall. Woo! Confetti, 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 confetti. Um, a lot of people already, like, know at least sort of, like, the basic outlines of what the Stonewall riot or Stonewall uprising were, um... I did talk to DJ last night when I thought that you were going to be out of town, and so I was going to have to record this episode with him, and he did not want to do that, ladies and gentlemen. He did not. Um, he just skittered into his introvert hole and, like, like shivered like one of your chihuahua dogs? Yeah, no, he just uh, hissed at me from a closet. Um, <laughs> but he had not heard of Stonewall. He's like, do you oh. mean Stonewall Jackson? I was like, I fucking don't. I thought, and no, he's like, is, th- is there very another Stonewall? And I was like, yes, there is. So as part of this, we, we did discuss the possibility of maybe doing a fun little like husband episode where we, we, we had DJ and Reek join us. And both of them went, no, please, God, no. <laughs> um, but I did be- uh, on a whim. I was like, so Reek, uh, have you ever heard of Stonewall? Yes. And he paused and he went. That's some gay shit. <laughs> and he was and not he wrong. Was right. <laughs> yeah, he was right. <laughs> all right. So that's the history of Stonewall. Thank it you all for listening. It right. was some gay shit. Um, 
In the 1960s, gay <laughs> shit was pretty explicitly illegal in most of America, except for Illinois for some reason. Hmm. I don't know why Chicago is not the gay capital of America, except it's very cold. It is very cold. And a lot of what I wear when I'm feeling really gay is just, there's not a lot of clothing there. Yes. So it's not optional. Also, something, 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 da bears. <laughs> That's the best joke I have for that. Um, to create a safe space, members of what we now call the LGBTQ community, they did not have such terminology. Uh, that is a modern construct, but I'm going to be using LGBTQ. Uh, and when I, I say LGBTQ, fair. like, please realize that there's an asterisk next to it with the plus and then yeah. all of the other acronyms spelled well, out. It's like I tend to, like, when I sort of describe myself in, in, in the community, I tend to use the word queer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you can see that particularly in, like, um, academia. They refer to it as queer Do studies. Do I use queer? You can use either one. I think they're both appropriate. It's just, like, in terms of, like, again, sort of this evolution of terms. Like, because in these time frames, yeah. queer was absolutely a slur that had yet to be reclaimed. And so it would not have been appropriate. Um but again, that's part of just sort of how language changes and evolves. It's a beautiful thing. Throughout writing this, you will see the points at which I started to write gay and then realized that that wasn't inclusive enough because the trans community often gets left out of the conversation about the Stonewall Uprising. Right. And then came up with another term. See if you can find these places, dear listeners. We're going to make this a drinking game. Woo. If you can figure out the buck wild words I decided to sub in for gay or LGBTQ, take a shot. Anyway... Uh, members of the LGBTQ community established gay bars in city centers where anyone with a little pizzazz drink Jazz hands. Uh, <laughs> could meet other pizzazzed individuals uh, in relative safety from the public. Unfortunately, that didn't mean that they were safe from police because cops love to harass gay people in gay bars. They sure do. They love to ruin a good time. Yeah. Especially in the 60s. Yeah, they just were not... I mean, they're never great, but... Now, now they're very sad to get left out of pride, and it's just like... Mm. The, the fuck did you expect? Mm. <laughs> we were including the cops in pride? <laughs> anyway, uh, so picture it. Greenwich Village, 1969. Nice. Close your eyes. Nice. It's an unseasonably hot night in June. The camera cuts to the Stonewall Inn, and the gay men, lesbians, transgender folk, in all other shades of pizzazz that were not then well established, who drank, chilled, and canoodled there. But what's this? The bar doesn't have a current liquor license. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Gasp. So I was trying to figure out what was going on with the liquor license thing. I don't know why that was a part that I decided to get hung up on. Uh, and it's surprisingly interesting. Hmm. Bear with me. Uh, there had been this whole issue where the New York State Liquor Authority was trying to shut down bars that served alcohol to suspected pizzazzed individuals. Uh, arguing that the mere gathering of homosexuals was disorderly this this kind of reminds me a little bit about um funny enough i learned this in a fanfic because that's what? my life um How? no not this specifically what? the uh, thing i'm about to tell you so 
Um, I was reading a fanfic that's set in like the 1860s London. I think it's 1860s. 1860s. What's what's what is a fanfic up? This is important. Um, it is Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Okay, you nasty. Go, keep going. Um, hey man, there's a hot brown dude in the video game. What am I supposed to do? I, I respect it. Um, me but, saying you nasty is not me not respecting it. At one point, uh, they're talking about, they develop sort of this underground, like, gang network, but part of that is sort of getting other businesses involved, and they talk about incorporating um, brothels into that, and, like, offering them their protection and things like that, and um, the female the female character, uh, Evie, is kind of like, oh, well, like, shouldn't we just be helping those ladies, like, get better jobs? And, like, how, you know, like, how desperate would you have to be to sell your body or That's whatever? That's a weird stance for a three-tailed fox Pokemon to take. Yeah, it is, it's very odd. Hasn't evolved yet. My parents have turned off the episode. <laughs> um, and then her, her brother Jacob is sent, says this uh, line of, like, oh, so you'd rather drive a train through, you'd rather drive a train through their parlor. And what that's referencing to is in like Victorian England at this time is that rather than actually address the issues of like poverty and like um, sex work and things like that, um, they decided that to get rid of these areas, they would construct train tracks through them, which would uh, disperse these populations and solve the problem. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what he's referencing to and like so you're just gonna put a train track through this brothel and that'll solve sex work and that's the same vibe i'm getting from this it's that's like oh if you just like don't take away the liquor take licenses. away their liquor license the gays won't be they won't exist anymore Ooh, we solved the gays <laughs> oh god uh i mean yeah <laughs> That, I don't know what to comment on that other than, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sounds like they pulled the liquor license because it was a gay bar. But then, in 1966, some fucking heroes emerged, namely the Mattachine Society, which was an early gay rights organization that staged a sip-in where they openly declared their sexuality at bars basically daring staff to turn them away and then suing the bars that did hell yeah hell fucking I'm fucking into yes. it yes yes and, then, and you know they were getting good drinks too because that's the other thing about like straight culture i'm i'm about oh to god be super straight, prejudiced. straight culture is ipas right where it's like you particularly like you hear like with toxic masculinity like oh like i'm not drinking those lady drinks i'm gonna drink a beer and i'm like okay have your like fermented five percent wheat juice i'm gonna get fucked up with this pink cocktail in 10 minutes yes whoa vodka crayon got me feeling like whoa mm -hmm. actually i'm drinking a grand marnier and bold rock hard lemonade in a wine glass with ice that is going to be auditorily displeasing you're the classiest bitch i know just so i am not <laughs> It's in a wine glass. Class is just part of it. I I have the wine glasses only because I have not dusted off my uh, cactus stem margarita glasses that I got at Goodwill. Fair enough. They came from a real taco restaurant. <laughs> Which is how you know that I'm the white girl and you're the Latina because I didn't say taqueria. <sighs> and because I can't roll the R in taqueria. Uh, I appreciate you so much, baby. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so they were doing they were doing the sip-ins. That worked well. The Commission on Human Rights ruled that gay individuals had the right to be served at bars and police rates were temporarily reduced. But while they could technically drink and technically be gay, it was still illegal to engage in gay behavior. I mean, that could encompass so many things. So many things. From sodomy to dancing in, on beat to being fab. Like, it's just... And those were almost three by name uh, <laughs> things that they could arrest you for. Uh, but yeah, so the the police kept harassing the gay bars because they were like, you're in a corner with another dude, that's some gay shit. And it was bad. Uh, so... It seems like a lot of bars did not bother to get new liquor licenses because they sort of knew that the cops were trying to shut them down anyway. But also because, plot twist, a lot of bars were owned by the mafia, so they didn't bother with liquor licenses. You heard it here, folks. Mafia's gay. Is the mafia a gay icon? I, I, th- I think it's more that, like, th- their money's just as green. <laughs> Who gives a shit? I mean, I mean, it, 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 kind of for these purposes. Actually, no, but sort of. The Stonewall Inn was owned by the Genovese crime family. It's probably Genovese. I don't know Genovese, uh, who spent thousands of dollars to turn it into a gay bar in 1966 after it failed as a restaurant, and they didn't need a liquor license for two reasons. First of all. The mafia was definitely paying the police bribes, and so that was taking care of most of it. But also, also, it was registered as a private bottle bar that didn't require a liquor license because Um, theoretically patrons were supposed to bring their own alcohol. Well, there you go. But the bar was definitely also serving them liquor, so that's where that came from. Oh, well. But let's not give the mafia too much credit. Uh, To operate... As a bottle bar, clients had to sign their names in a book upon entry. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Um, which the mafia then used to blackmail the wealthy patrons. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that sounds like the mafia. Why did? Why would you sign your real name? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would just name myself like, hi, I'm... My first thought was Tits McGillicuddy. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, like, my name is... Um, tequila mockingbird and you know you can see me on thursdays in drag drag this is the cops put your hands up see you failed the test your feather boas by far too big (laughs) um but yeah so they were blackmailing the wealthy clients uh and also the club did not have a fire exit it did not have running water behind the bar to wash glasses Ooh, I don't mm. know what they were doing about that. Um, mm. The uh, toilets were kind of consistently overflowing. Uh, and uh, the drinks were watered down just beyond the point where you could tell what they were. I, I mean, this this sounds like a lot of bars I went to in my early 20s. This sounds uh, like Gallery 5. Yeah. Uh, I, I- I was going to say, like, Sahara. I'm so sorry to call. <laughs> we're going ha- to have to beep these out if we... Oh, wait, we we record under fake names, so they'll never know. Ah! Yeah, no, Um, Sahara's was, like, a hookah bar of choice in the VCU area for, like, a really long time. Um, It's no longer there. I definitely went there because it was, like, an, 
like a very close place to like drink hookah? and smoke hookah. And uh, I hate hookah. Learned that. Mm. Um, mm. Surprising. Absolutely no one. I've never been to a hookah bar because I'm asthmatic. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not a great place if you're asthmatic. Um, it's not a great place if you're not asthmatic because I did not enjoy myself whatsoever. If my father is listening, I'm going to make him record a Patreon episode with me about having his ass grabbed at Chacha's Palace because he did not know that it was a gay bar. I will absolutely pay money to hear that story. So I'm sure our listeners will as well. <laughs> uh, another thing that made Stonewall Inn stand out among sort of the gay bars of Greenwich Village was that it actually welcomed drag queens and trans people, not that that was a term at the time, um, who were treated real shitty at many of the other gay bars mm. uh, and clubs. It was also either one of the few or possibly the only bar in that area that allowed dancing at that point because they were like, gay activity, gay activity! Dancing. Dancing. Is gay. Oh my god. That's like the whole reason why we have fucking, uh, fucking square dancing in in school in public schools <laughs> is because straightest it was the straightest dancing and they promoted it because it's like we want to make sure kids are white and straight so let's put square dancing in schools i'm I pretty s- sure that was a henry ford thing i can't remember yes it was we talked about it in the yeah, henry ford episode yeah, please yeah. go listen to our henry ford episode if you haven't yeah. um i am just flashing back to the time that i was a bridesmaid when i was 19 for a like very sweet but kind of religious couple who were getting married at 19 and therefore it was a dry wedding god Mm. help us all uh and again we were fucking 19 none of the dudes were dancing because they were it was either like a footloose situation jesus told them not to or, or uh they were 19 year old boys and did not want to dance because they thought that it was dumb so uh sweet friend of the show stephanie and i just danced with all of the grandmothers dude that's a hell of a good time though it was such a good time that's amazing um shout out to edna my my grandmother definitely could cut her a grandma grandma martinez absolutely taught everyone how to salsa oh, like, yeah. mm. when my dad first started dating my mom and uh would go over to the martinez residence which was the party house and it's a puerto rican party so it's to 4 a.m um and yeah she was she was all like she was like michael i will not allow you to not know how to dance and so (laughs) definitely taught this white polish boy how to dance and my dad loves to cut a rug i cannot imagine your dad salsa dancing but also i can absolutely imagine your dad salsa dancing. well if you remember at my wedding i don't there was definitely a couple songs that went up that all the brown folk just went into the center he was definitely up in there um but they also did play a polka specifically for my mom and dad to polka Oh, bless. They're very cute. But yeah, cut back to the early morning hours of Saturday, June 28th, <laughs> 1969. Right. They're at a very shitty bar. They're at a very <laughs> shitty bar, but an inclusive shitty bar. Yeah. Eight undercover policemen and women entered the Stonewall Inn, followed by more officers on foot, three cop cars, and one paddy wagon, because they damn sure planned on arresting the fuck out of some people. Mm. 
They arrested the employees for selling alcohol without a license, and they roughed up many of the patrons. Yes. In New York at that time, there was also a criminal statute that lets you arrest anyone not wearing at least three articles of gender-appropriate clothing. Uh, are, the, are the straights okay? The like, straights are have, not okay. You don't have any better laws to write? Like, seriously. Could you be arrested for wearing a bathing suit? That's one article of clothing. Uh, I guess, maybe. You weren't wearing three articles of any clothing. Therefore... Just be nude. It's gay. (laughs) Wearing bathing suits. It's gay. You heard it here first. Uh, Anyway, they used this law to arrest several trans people and people who just wanted to look good. um, Because the cops were, and still often are, the worst. In case you were wondering how they knew if people were dressing according to the dictates of their privates... Mm. They had female officers take suspected cross-dressing patrons mm. into the bathroom to check their sex. Oh, my God. Ren thought she knew everything that there was to know about Stonewall, but now she's pulling her face off of her skull. I mean, skull. it's not... It's not surprising at all, but, like, also, like, you are so obsessed with people's genitals that you're gonna, like sexually assault them to look at their genitals it's like we can't tell like we we can't tell so we're just gonna look at all of your peepees if you have them or hoo-hahs or anything in between but it's like the spectrum of peepee to (laughs) hoo-ha we are adults we are adult people yeah that's super fucking gross i'm not into it they let us have marriage licenses jesus So, yeah, that was real gross of them. Um, Between staff and people violating the dress code, they arrested 13 people that night. This was not a novel thing, though. Uh, It was the third raid on Greenwich Village gay bars in a short period of time. It was even the second raid on the Stonewall Inn in just two weeks. DJ has entered the building. We will do an interstitial now. Exit. Pursued by Bear. Hello, Bear. Hello, Bear. Welcome back, dear listeners. Sorry about that. My husband decided to make a lot of noise as he re-entered the house, but here we are, talking about Stonewall. You know, it's just really hard to stop DJ from putting on that top hat and getting that cane and being, Hello, my baby! Hello, my honey! You just... Every time. If there's one thing they say about DJ, it's just that he talks and talks (laughs) and talks and just never fucking stops talking. I love him so much. It's He's the, the cutest it's man. It's the, the Long world. Island in him. The patrons of the Stonewall Inn were fucking sick of this shit. Uh, yeah. This shit specifically being uh, people arresting them, peeping their genitals, uh, roughing them up, and harassing them all the goddamn time. Fair, I would say. Many of the people being arrested. St- uh, sorry. Many of the people who were not being arrested. And technically, some of the people who were being arrested uh, stood outside the bar and started to to talk shit back to the cops who were just being really shitty and violent uh, with the people that they were arresting. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yep. At one point, an officer hit, I am not technically sure what today's correct terms would be. I am going to say a woman dressed in masculine clothes. Some of it said lesbian. Some of it said trans man. I don't know. A butch individual. 
a butch individual. Some people believe that uh, that this was lesbian activist Stormé de Larvery. Ooh, they're Stormé de Larvery. Um, in my mind, it's just as less in a tuxedo. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they hit her over the head as uh, he forced her into the police van because she complained that her handcuffs were too tight. How dare she? I mean, yeah. She shouted at onlookers to act, which incited the crowd to begin throwing pennies, bottles, cobblestones, and other objects at the police. And uh, did some uh, just light tire slashing. Oh, yeah, you know. Like just you a little amuse boot. And the police were... Not ready for this, because anything other than compliance blew their tiny minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the fucking riot started. Yes, 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 yes my yes. queens, queens, queens. But this time, think punk rock riot and not Wilmington Massacre riot, because it was actually the oppressed people rioting against their oppressors. Yeah. You know, it's 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 like that uh, Twisted Sister song. We're not gonna take it. No, we ain't gonna take it. That's a, that's all. I we was need. gonna see if you were gonna do the next. Nah, one. We're, we're Two right. transgender women of color, Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, were said to have resisted arrest and thrown the first bottles, or possibly bricks or stones. Probably bottles. Hard to say. Probably dirty glass bottles, considering dirty fucking <laughs> the nastiest <laughs> bottles you have ever goddamn seen at the cops. Marcia did tell a reporter in 1987 that she only got there after things were underway, but it wasn't clear to me at least if that was true or if she was just like protecting herself or if she was like downplaying yeah. her role or what was going on with that. Um, it bears noting that Marcia P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera were both dedicated activists for years and gave basically all they had to literally make the world a better place for the LGBT community, especially trans people. And they were so rudely excluded from about half of the fucking articles on the Stonewall riot that I looked at. Like, really? Really, Internet? I really? Mean, I thought we were past this? No, that's that's alive and well. There's a reason that, like, whenever June comes around, uh, you start seeing sort of the... The posts, the tweets, the the what have you, reminding all of us, like, hey, so first of all, Stonewall was a riot. It wasn't just a party. It was a riot. Stonewall um, was a riot. Um, and that Stonewall is credited to trans women of color. Yes. Because they were the people who were fucking being arrested. Because the people who were fucking being arrested were the people who were not dressing like cisgender people who just want to blend in with their assigned sex people. So the people who were being arrested and the people who broke away and started throwing the first rocks and the person who was being put into the cop car and had their head knocked on and was like, start throwing shit, was... Please credit it to trans people. They've done so much. But, uh, yeah. So they were... Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera excluded from a whole bunch of shit. Um, If you have not seen The Death and Life of Martha P. Johnson, which is a Netflix documentary, please do so. Again, it's on Netflix. It's free to watch. You will... You, you will cry. 
I love how you say it's free to watch because you do technically have to have a Netflix subscription. Except who does not have a Netflix? The, right at this point, everyone has a Netflix subscription. I mean, I don't everybody's know who using doesn't. their neighbor's Netflix subscription, I mean, sure. and, but still, on on the other side, do not watch the actual Hollywood Hollywood movie Stonewall that came out a couple years ago because people. Oh yeah, because yeah, it did. There was a movie that did come out and. They sort of like they decided not to include trans people. They huh? didn't include trans people or people of color. It was it was a cool. a proud twenty year old white cis gay boy who threw the first brick at Stonewall in that film. And there's he a didn't. reason that no one watched it. And Nobody no watched one that watched goddamn movie. Nope. No one saw it, and it died like it, mm. it died an ignoble death. As the paddy wagon and squad cars that, uh, the ones that still had working tires, presumably, uh, <laughs> left to drop the prisoners off at the nearby 6th precinct, the growing mob forced the original NYPD raiding party to retreat into the Stonewall in itself and barricade themselves inside, along with a few, quote, prisoners it just said prisoners in the article i read i was not sure it like if they took prisoners if it was people that they arrested that hadn't been put in the cars yet if it was like if they do were do you mean hostages because that sounds like almost like hostages i think what it was is that it was the people that they were arresting that hadn't made it into the cars uh. So I think that it was technically their prisoner. But it still feels hostage It feels very hostage but also I am kind of in favor of this, so I almost don't want to use the word hostage. And also they were not, like, taking ransom, so technically it yeah. was not hostage. Um, hate to be a pedant on that particular point. You but never hate are. to be a pedant. Uh, I, I do never get to be a pedant. <laughs> You're not even drunk. I can't speak for myself. Um... But yeah, uh, the there were the cops, there were the, uh, quote, prisoners, and one Village Voice reporter who was just, oh boy, did he not plan for that. <laughs> Some rioters used a parking meter as a battering ram to break through the door. Others threw beer bottles, trash, and other objects or made impromptu firebombs with bottles, matches, and lighter fluid Yes, my queen. Hell fucking yeah. The protesters repeatedly breached the police barricade, and then they set the goddamn bar on fire. But the police backup came, like, very quickly, and they put that out. And everybody inside was okay. They just were having a very bad day. Well, you know what? You, you fucked up their days long enough. Time to fuck up your day. I mean, how many times have you looked around at your life at 3 a.m. and been like, this is not going to be a good day? More than once, More than once. And certainly for these people on this goddamn day. And this went on for six days. Mm-hmm. It was not just a one-night affair. It was not just like, no, we're not going to take it. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Yeah. Tip your waitresses. Like, no, it no went on No sleep till days. Brooklyn. Good night. Somehow, the Stonewall fucking reopened the night after the riots started. I mean, it's already a shitty bar. The fact that it has scorch marks on the walls doesn't oh, make people want to get drunk less. Nothing, nothing whatsoever. <laughs> uh, the riots were also still going on. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, more and more supporters showed up chanting slogans like gay power and we shall overcome. 
which to remind white allies that is not something you should chant at a Black Lives Matter rally, rally. Uh, they do not enjoy the white people mm-hmm. chanting, we shall overcome. Uh, if you chant gay power, they will be confused. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then even more police showed up, and they beat and tear-gassed people uh, who would disperse for a couple hours at a time, but then fueled by righteous indignation, grief, rage, and pizzazz, kept showing right back up the next night to keep the riots and skirmishes going. About 400 people descended upon the building and surrounding areas. Clashes with the cops happened throughout the adjacent neighborhoods, and notably in nearby Christopher Park. On July 2nd, the Village Voice ran a story on the riots. Now, you will remember (laughs) that one of their reporters had been barricaded inside with the police on the first night of the riots. In response to the Village Voice's cover of the riots, which referred to, quote, and again, I cannot emphasize how much this is not me, but I am quoting from the Village Voice, the forces of faggotry. You know what? (laughs) I... (laughs) <laughs> that is some chutzpah. Protesters did not care for it. They did not care for the slurs. Uh, they swarmed outside the paper's offices. Some called uh, for burning the building down when the police pushed back and rioting started again. Uh, but it only lasted a short time and it was done by midnight like any good party, in my opinion. Hmm. For what it's worth, the New York Daily News also was extremely shitty in its detailed coverage, running the headline, And this is so bad, it's almost good in retrospect, but at the time, I'm sure that it was, like, very, very hurtful, but in retrospect, it's kind of funny, but I'm sure it was very, very hurtful at the time. But, uh, tragedy plus time equals comedy. Quote, homo nest rated queen bees are stingy mad. (laughs) As a queer person, I appreciate all of that punnetry. Oh, the puns are beautiful. Yes. But yeah, I could understand why yeah the time it was not hit. great uh, i think it, it's not just like the 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 slurs or the puns or things like that again it's sort of like this continued devaluing of the rage and oppression that these people are experiencing um by like mocking them in particular by it a fun it's it's a funny it's thing it's just a fun and they're like actually no we are in fact being murdered and like brutalized by police it's yes. not right. arrest on a day-to-day basis again you can't have normal lives we appreciate the puns we're queer we love a pun but we will burn you? this down we will burn you we down. will burn yeah. this down yeah we will do uh that. the new york times didn't have very much to say and was relatively chill about the whole thing so good job i guess The riot outside the Village Voice marked the final night of the Stonewall Riots. You don't hear very much about how the Stonewall Riots end because they honestly kind of petered out because after six nights, people were extremely tired. Yeah. You run out of dirty bottles and bars. It was the first uprising of its kind, and most historians describe it as more or less a spontaneous event. That happened because the LGBTQ community had just had fucking enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, there had been other protests, but nothing this big, nothing this long, nothing this concerted, and nothing that really coalesced the lesbian, gay, and transgender communities as much. Also, probably bi people, but bi people are not 
included in like any of the literature we're because never of fire included. Rager. No, fine. we're not. It's fine. It, it's it's fine. fine. Stonewall soon became a symbol of resistance that would inspire solidarity amongst the LGBTQ community for decades. That didn't really start immediately, but it did kind of like mm-hmm. kindle something. It led to a rave of a wave, not a rave. It kind of led to a rave. Oh. It led to <laughs> it led to a wave of radical activism of most visibly, not exclusively, but most visibly gay men and lesbians in the 1970s, which led to greater education of society and more non-discriminatory government policies. The event also sparked the formation of scores of gay rights organizations, including the Human Rights Campaign, GLAD, and PFLAG. On the one-year anniversary of the riots on June 28, 1970, thousands of people marched in the streets of Manhattan from the Stonewall into Central Park in what was then called the Christopher Street Liberation Day, which was America's first gay pride parade. Mm-hmm. The parade's official chant was, Say it loud, gay is proud. Hell yeah. In 1999, the U.S. National Park Service placed the Stonewall Inn on the National Register of Historic Places. In 2016, President Barack Obama designated the site of the Stonewall Uprising as a national monument. If I'm honest, if Joe Biden did it, I would have been like, fuck you. But because Barack <laughs> Obama did it, I'm like, super cool. I, yeah, I mean, Look, I'm just being honest here. Um... In 2019, shortly before the 50th anniversary of the riots, the New York City Police Commissioner James P. O'Neill issued apology on behalf of the police department, saying the actions taken by the NYPD were wrong, plain and simple. No shit, Jimmy! Well, you know, I guess uh, better late than never. And that, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between, in betwixt, or neither... Was the Stonewall riots? Stonewall. Stonewall. I thought I thought you were gonna let me get away with that, but why would you? Why would you start now? Hey, you made fun of me saying pedant, so why wouldn't I make fun of you saying Stonewall? I decided to spend the last forty-five minutes drinking two liquor and hard lemonade drinks, and it is not seven o'clock hey man, yet. That's that's honoring the month, honoring <sighs> Pride. How else would you celebrate? I don't know. I mean, it's either it's either drink heavily in your house or throw bricks at police. And, like, don't get me wrong. I appreciate both. I don't have the upper body strength. Yeah. I mean, we, I ha- don't. we all have to know our own limitations. God bless Martha P. Johnson <laughs> and her, like, superior upper body strength for being able to manage that. It, a queen, truly. Truly. Yeah. I Again, I think that. Particularly in the last five years, uh, Stonewall has been a thing that is much more mm-hmm. part of the national consciousness. Um, kind of the way the Tulsa massacre is, in that like people are like, "Oh, that was a thing," and it's like it's been that was bad. That was bad. It, that- but I mean, everybody knew it was bad. It was bad for this reason. Oh, but even just like people knowing about it again, God. I think it's just. You know, again, Stonewall was something that obviously has existed this whole time in our nation's history. But in particular, I would say the last five years has become something that like people recognize as part of our history. And maybe they don't know all the details. But again, this idea of like 
Pride started as a riot is something that people are generally more familiar with. one of the first with. Christmas gifts I got for you was a t-shirt yeah. in the wrong size. In the wrong that size. Said, uh the first Pride was a riot, I believe. Yes. And I appreciate it. And I do wear it. It's a very good shirt. It was sold by a burlesque performer whose name I do not remember. I mean, the fact that Pride shirts are sold at burlesque performances um, is, they just go yeah. hand in hand at this point. Um, like Shamalamalama, ba-ding-a-ding-a-dong. Ching, 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 you ching, shabop. We need a self-care plan. Alleluia. Whoa! That was not in the same key. No, not at all. Nope. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> you know what is in the same key? This self-care plan. This self-care plan. So in lieu of a self-care plan, I have found a surprisingly good cosmopolitan am i reading that right article that lists basically the 15 best charities to donate to uh for pride month so i'm just going to we're going to link that in the show notes yep and i am going to encourage all of you to donate uh particularly to the uh trans lifeline to the marcia p johnson institute and to the sylvia rivera law project all sound great all happy sound great, so. and have a very happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride! But yeah, that's going to be all for us this week, folks. If you like what you're hearing, you can check us out in a variety of places um, at our website, thisfnguypod.com, uh, our Twitter, also at thisfnguypod, as well as our Patreon. Um, our Facebook has suddenly, beautifully, accepted Ginger back as an admin. Oh. So... Now we can have content again. Yeah. I'm so bad at it. You um, you you have done your level I've tried, best. I've tried. Thank God for auto scheduling seriously. God, poor brain. Yeah. Um but yes, uh we are uh back in action, so we're gonna have more stuff coming your way. As always, I'm Ginger Golub. I am Ren Martinez. It's a bonus self-care tip. You are not allowed to eat a Chick-fil-A unless you're gay and doing it ironically. And also Popeye's is better. Yeah, just eat a Popeye's. It just is. It's so much better. Just eat there. And also, don't be this fucking guy. Peace. This fucking guy.